0: Mighty
1: senses tingling. Really big show. Instead of treats, he gets tricked. Instead of kisses, he gets kicked. He's the host of the Paper Cake Podcast, episode 124. He's slim. Welcome
0: to. One of the biggest shows we've ever done in history. We talk about comic books and we do a book club. Uh, that's the show. Welcome, surprise! But we've got a we've got a big book club.
2: Oh yeah, huge book club. <laughs> One of the biggest. Ever. Hopefully, the participation levels from a Jonesy playing Assassin's Creed Four simultaneously uh, works to our favor.
0: <laughs> Court. Of the Jonesy. Owls.
2: Uh,
0: Jonesy loves beer. Let's go around the room and introduce the hosts that you will be hearing from for the next few moments before Jonesy goes catatonic and is playing PS3. Uh, Jonesy Loves Beer wearing an adorable blue Hanes tee. He's a unpublished writer. My choice. Um I'm Sorry, I don't know what that was. Uh, unpublished writer Jonesy Loves Beer. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Happy Halloween as this episode was recorded uh, last Thursday. And I'm um, happy to be here. Final host.
0: Final living host. He's a father of two. He, I don't believe he went out for Halloween. He's, he told his kids Halloween is canceled. Mm-hmm. He said as he took another swing, <laughs> or sw-
2: swig, or swig,
0: or swig. <laughs> or swig. Uh, VP of merch, VP of love. Dale underscore A. Thanks for being here. Uh,
2: It's a pleasure to be here. And happy Halloween tonight. I know that won't matter when we're in the cornucopia of November. Come when the show posts on iTunes. But, you know, podcast time.
0: Uh, And we'll also read your letters to close out the show. I've been informed that we have like 30. (laughs) So the whole show is just going to be letters.
2: Big build up to... Akira next week. Akira. Let's get get all the letters out now.
0: Episode 125, we're reading all six volumes of Akira and talking about it. The whole show. I have two volumes to go. Me
2: too. Wow. Oh my god. (laughs) It's like we're
1: all on the block of the pool. Somebody's about to clap the bricks together. We're going to go swim to the sixth. I'm not going to win. what they do? So they that were you on the swings? How do you know no, what No, that that no, that's from Man on Fire, when Denzel has the two bricks. And then right. Dakota Fanning swims. It's a very delicate moment in the movie. So.
2: And then Byla Mose was playing in the background.
1: Creasy's odd is death. <laughs> <laughs> Zah is death. Uh,
0: He's about to paint his
1: masterpiece.
0: We have in store, uh, we have uh, a historic news segment. Oh, you man. Know, we're going out with a bang. This segment. And maybe the show in general. Dale underscore a, the Dan Rather of Nia's. Well, uh,
2: this on this week's paper cake news segment, the much maligned, hated <laughs> news segment, we have some internal news that uh, hopefully won't be too much of a shock to the system. You know, it's been one year, give or take, Since the uh, Paper Keg extended hiatus. Volume 1. Volume 1. And we're going to go ahead and bookend this year with uh, some news. And that news, ladies and gentlemen, would be the announcement of a new podcast on the Paper Keg Radio Syndicate Network. Right, A little uh, a little ode to the uh, original name of Paper Keg, Jonesy's Coughing and Dying. That's what the original name <laughs> of the show was. A little show called Book Jug. Everyone.
1: It will be a uh, book club podcast for those who listen to audiobooks or read Uh, titles novels that are not comic books hosted by the man the bad boy dale underscore a featuring me (laughs) as backup
0: backup vocals (laughs) josie loves beer if you survive this episode you have one foot in the grave right now you need to go to a hospital
2: we shouldn't have announced anything (laughs) rest in peace myself until you got a clearance (laughs) note from the doctor
0: one episode in the can. So you guys will be reviewing you'll have a book club essentially. The whole show will be a book club about an audiobook that you guys listen to slash read. Correct.
2: Yeah, we, we do most of our consuming of literature via audiobook. That doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be an audiobook every time, but it uh, it helps us uh, basically consume on a on a quicker basis because of our commutes. Jonesy, you know, listens all day at work while on mute of a conference call. Pra- so, essentially. Um Yeah, it's going to be a book club-only podcast. There's not going to be any segments or anything. Jonesy and I are going to be doing just a straight uh, book club every week. We're going to be discussing the uh, title. There's not going to be any committed release schedule because books take time to uh, ingest. But you uh, you can be sure that the episode length itself will be very digestible and manageable highly electable you know, the first episode uh is going is runs a bit long we cover two books in fact because we were just so excited to get this uh recorded and out we cover the first two books of arthur c Clarke's odyssey series 2001 and mm. 2010 mm. and uh we were saving it up we've been excited we've been moving on this for the past two weeks uh trying to get everything in submitted Got some beautiful artwork by Catcher. Yeah, Catcher, Great. I love it. Any YouTube listeners, we're in iTunes right now. Book Jug. Just search Book Book Jug jug.
0: in iTunes. Let me tell you something right now. I don't read books. I stopped with uh, Star Wars Academy, (laughs) Jedi Academy, with the great uh, Jay Anderson. and I listened to this show. I'm in love with it. Love it. Love the whole thing. I want more of it. I wish it was a weekly show. Wow. But it'll probably be like a monthly thing ish? Yeah, monthly, maybe? maybe
2: three weeks to a month. You know, if we keep the books as quick and short as, you know, like the the, the just the Odyssey series. You know, if we go if we go head first into like a bigger book, you know, a fifty, sixty
0: hour jobber, who mm. knows? But how long was uh the two thousand one hour wise that you did? Two thousand one, two thousand
1: eight. Twelve to fifteen hours? No,
0: not even like s- seven, eight hours. Maybe I'm thinking of 2061. But what it's kind a, of books do you think you guys will be doing? Sci-fi, yeah. anything that picks your interest.
1: Are there going to be any kind of drama, I, love affair. I think everything. We talked about it extensively. You know, we're both on a fantasy kick slash sci-fi kick now. But some of the books we talked about were, you know, autobiographies and. You know, a straight up mystery with no fantastica elements. So it sh- it should be something different than your uh, you know you usually get from our, our camp. No D and D manuals yet. <laughs>
0: do you think you guys will be doing like adult? Maybe you'll have a, a PK Knights episode where you do some kind of erotica. Mm-hmm. P J Knights
1: definitely in the car. P J Knights. <laughs> Slim, we just can't wait till you uh, listen to an audio book and uh, guest host on our show. Oh, no. oh, God. oh my gosh. Listen to an audiobook.
0: My God! But what a what a thought. But uh, we will. Are you know the letters email will be the
2: same letters at paperkeg.com. dot com. Just throw a little book jug in the uh, title or body somewhere, and yeah, we'll probably uh, mix it up. You know, much like we do here, we don't stick to any one thing. So, but the first three episodes for sure will be uh, rounding out the Odyssey series. Next up, we'll be doing twenty sixty one, and then followed by three thousand and one, mm. and then we'll uh, we'll see where we go from there.
1: Yeah, no, we got a couple. See good where ideas. the wind takes We banded yeah. about some, some classics,
2: but we're pretty excited, and um, you know, it's um, this is something that we've tossed around for a while, and and luckily, other than the recording time itself, it's something that Jonesy and I already do, so it's not like extra effort and time that we don't have available to us is being sacrificed. So I, I think it's going to work out well, and I hope, I really hope. Uh, we really hope that you guys enjoy the final product. The first uh, episode is a bit of a chop job
1: editing-wise, but look. So self-deprecating right. over there. That you, man you don't, is an editing you, legend. you don't
0: know a stressed out Dale underscore A like when he has to edit a podcast. <laughs> it's like uh, there's nuclear war and he's inside of a bunker right. and he's afraid to exit. That's it. Luckily, internet all the access. canned beans are gone.
2: <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we still have internet access. Uh, you know, otherwise,
0: I would be totally losing it. We um, we need to move on. hashtag Book Jug. I'm excited. It's great. I listened to the first episode. It's already in iTunes right now, so don't stop yet. You can download it after this episode. Um, let me go first in our oh, in our crap. books that we read this week. Our trouble. Um, five ghosts. Great book. The haunting of Fabian Gray is now an ongoing. It's no longer a limited series. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Number six uh, came out this week. It's a like fill-in one-off. Not I want to say fill-in because I think that makes people think it was just a crap issue. Fill-in meaning standalone. He had a different artist uh, f- uh, draw this one while um, Mooneyham is preparing for the next arc. And it's actually I think, um, who did this book? Let me see is it gary brown who who has been doing the massive is that is that who that is uh Dale, you read the massive, don't you oh uh Gary Brown, yeah, yeah, so this issue follows Fabian as he meets back up with uh well, first of all, Fabian Gray is a guy that is inhabited by five literary ghosts. And can call upon them at any time to help him on a case and he he's kind of like an Indiana Jones Han Solo mixture which is all you need to know so this issue he meets up with an old flame uh, that needs his help and it's just a one issue I think it's like 30, 39 pages uh, so it's the first technical issue of the ongoing and it's just a self contained story where he goes back into his past to meet his like sensei's daughter um and then previous issues he's been dealing kind of with his main villain and he plays a part in this orchestrating to kind of take down fabian gray and just just amazing i think this is one of my favorite if not the favorite monthly book wow just it's one of my subscribed titles on uh on the Comicsology website and it's just so happy when the new issue
1: is delivered love it i will say um this reminded me of a James Bond adventure, specifically um, *You Only Live Twice*, which was Bond goes to the Orient and has an adventure in Japan. And this felt like the same world-trotting feel. I know I just had felt like a feel, but it it, it uh, <clears throat> when he goes to just, you know, he goes after you know an artifact. That's who he is. He's the haunted uh, treasure hunter. I forget what exactly what they call him, but. He just helps out a friend and he's after this mythical Japanese sword and it's just there's a little MacGuffin element there, but it's so fun and so well done that you don't you overlook the fact that it's kind of like a, a cookie cutter story. It's so mm-hmm. great. And the art, especially that the uh the creature that comes out, you know, to get Fabian Graham to spy on him is so the model is so creepy and um you kind of also get a little bit of uh, Fabian's backstory. You know, they talked on the first volume about the Dreamstone, which gives Fabian his abilities. And you realize that there's now the world is opened up and there's other people out there with the ability to use Dreamstones and what creatures could be inhabiting them. You know, Fabian Gray has the five ghosts. He has, you know, Sherlock Holmes, um, Dracula, Merlin and uh the rest yeah there's two others there's a samurai who i can't remember who it is and um who, it's who's tom the fifth, the character who's the fifth ghost why can't i remember this and it's, uh, it's called five ghosts i'm such a dummy but it's it's a great book if you loved if you love when your favorite character goes on a japanese adventure and just brings a smile to your face you're gonna love this issue it reminds me of like images baltimore
0: where, like, mm. this is a book where it's just its own little universe, and it's fun, and it's awesome, and it's, like, that's, I, I that's wait. That's a great analogy. Them. That's a great I wait, analogy. like, for this issue to come out, and it's usually the first one I read.
2: I have so much to read, so much to consume. I'm jealous a, that you guys are caught up on that.
0: It's a good time to be alive, Dale underscore A. <sighs> I Uh with Book agree. Jug finally being announced. I just
2: hope you guys like it, you know, it's... <sighs> It's a, a bit of a mess. You're, so, you're just Editing. so humble.
0: You're so humble. Uh, what did you read this week? Uh, humble underscore.
2: It. I need to um, speak of this book, The Fox, number one, Dean Haspiel and Mark Wade, put out by Archie Comics' um, other publishing venture, Red Circle Comics, I think it's called, but it's still i I have never heard of that until the fox number one the fox is a journalist just a guy who is kind of struggling to make his um make his bones in the um in the newspaper market and it's even it's even an address that like you know it's kind of a dying gig like there's so much more out there digital stuff like that and uh but he basically he got so kinda of starved for material to write and take pictures of that he took on the guise of the fox and it's a it's a superhero that he basically he came up with and he basically started getting into some trouble, started fighting some crime and it's gotten to the point where he finds himself in these situations, you know, maybe previously because of the fox's adventures that the only reason he's in the it, he finds himself in these situations and he's got kind of to become the fox to kind of get himself out of situations or he stumbles upon this crime while he's investigating a story or writing a story and he almost reluctantly has to become the fox and he just wants like he's almost borderline regretful of ever starting this to begin with but he can't complain about the material that's that's come along because of it and it's it's hilarious book it's it's like it, it reads very much like a peter parker kind of story he's very he's very funny and he's very self referential self-deprecating like he he can kind of joke make fun of himself and he's got this what I really liked about it, right in issue one, was he has a wife, and his wife knows all about the fox. It's not like a secret identity, at least not to his wife, which I thought was great. Like I'm like this guy's completely honest, which I love. And the his uh, the first issue covers he has to go and like interview this famous movie star who's going to be kind of the uh, the spokeswoman for this um, internet, basically Facebook. It's called MyFace. And what it turns out is that he, mid-interview, he's, like, taking pictures, and he's, like, awestruck by this woman, and he's completely, like, taken aback because she starts to flirt with him, stuff like that, and just the, uh, some of the shots of, like, he gets to take a picture of her, he gets to take pictures of her, and the panel of him, they show him taking, like, you're looking at him face on, and, like, the background completely disappears, and there's just, like, all these sparkly lights and stuff, like, you could, like, Referencing that he's just like in a heavenly place. He's getting to do this. And it turns out that he, uh, this lady needs final approval on all pictures taken of her. And he uses like an old timey 35 millimeter camera. He doesn't use a digital camera. And she's like, well, my, my edict still stands. I still need to see these shots before they get published. So he's like, well, we can go to my friend's dark room. He has a dark room and we could develop them right now and stuff like that. So they end up in this dark room and she's coming on to him and stuff and then he develops a picture and it turns out she's like Madam Satan <laughs> and like she totally changes to this demonic face and she wants him to join her and he's she's like she's like telling her story about how she, it's so hard nowadays to be you know like a dark overlord because there's so much other evil in the world and and humans kind of do it to themselves and with a digital movement and stuff, you know there's just so much like other kind of evil like progressively getting out to you know to the people, so he wants like he wants the fox's help she wants the fox's help to kind of move this old archaic evil like to help her you know take over the the world and it's it's it was a really really great book, and Dean Haspiel in the back has a two page letter. Kind of explaining how where the fox came from and how Mark Wade got involved and stuff like that. It's a really charming book. It's two ninety nine, and I think this is going to uh, unfortunately be a, a, a pool. I think this is a five issue mini, so I really can't say no to it. But I don't need to be buying more books than I do
0: now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you barely even you read like two books a week, maybe. I, I, and you you probably have a stack of like thirty books a week.
2: I do, I do, but you know I. It's Look, I'm reading Akira. I'm editing podcasts now.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> He's editing podcasts, child. Edding, edding podcasts. Is it safe to tweet about BookJug yet from my own account, or should I wait until an official post no. tomorrow? Yeah, no, this is official.
2: I mean, there will be a post Friday if there's time, but yeah, okay. you, can, you can tweet about it.
0: Thursday is today, you realize.
2: That's right, which is today's Monday if you're listening to this
0: from iTunes. Oh, okay. What's the What, what day are you going to post these on? thursdays fridays thursdays or fridays yeah.
1: thursday fridays seems pretty legit <sighs>
0: man cannot wait uh jonesy loves beer has been he tweeted watching his he's you been watching just his tweeted phone Tweeted while i was reviewing a comic <laughs> book live listen uh, jonesy was looking at his phone for the past 15 minutes Not's his true. head was down it Not was almost as true. if he was like trying to swash a bug for the past hour
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what, what's happening
0: Uh, Jonesy loves beer. You are now podcast journeyman.
1: Uh, What did you read this week? I want to talk about Andy Kubert's Damien, Son of Batman, issue number one. Explosive miniseries. Um, Fantastic Kubert art. Uh, Damien, you know, this is sometime in the future where Damien has returned. Uh, His father and he investigate what? a um, massive...
2: Wait. what's that? Just push pause real quick. This is, takes place in the future and Damien is back.
1: It's like a possible future. Right, so it's they not incontinuity. It's not incontinuity. So they make, could it be some... a past adventure? No, no it's definitely older. not oh, a past adventure. He's like, adventure. Okay. He's he's like right. Tim Drake age. Yeah, he's like late teen, early 20s. Like okay. he's older. So during the course of an investigation into A Crime of the Jokers... Uh, spoilers in the first page Batman dies So Damien <laughs> is kind of Like what thrown off He, <clears throat> he goes um, To Ra's al Ghul And Talia To be like I need your help I need a Lazarus pen. I need to bring Batman back And in a very cool grandfatherly Grandfather. moment uh, Ra's is like look you're you gave it up you're part of the bat family now (laughs) you uh you don't get any help from us you're not in the league of shadows anymore but he kind of pulls him aside and says look i know that was kind of harsh but you don't realize that being to the the heir to batman is just as honorable and just as important as being my heir so you need to own it you know pick yourself up and go become batman in gotham city do the right thing Uh, which is a one of the craziest great moments about this book so damien goes back obviously and he's like he's not ready he's not emotionally prepared to do that so he kind of backslides and starts killing off whoever like whoever's boasting in gotham city that they killed batman he's just gonna kill all of them oh my god he's gonna shut all of them up until he finds the person that actually did it and then uh you know alfred at the end of the book is trying to you know tell him don't forget what your father stood for he wasn't about murder and just kind of, you know, Damon's still not sure what he's going to do, but he's on his way to commit another murder. When there's a huge spoiler at the end of the book, that I will, won't, I won't give it away. So you, you greatly enjoyed this issue. Fantastic, mini series length. It's going to be in, the, you know, just a Kubert mini, <laughs> great thing I can read time and time again as time goes on. Slim, I'm ready for you to poop all over it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me first say that the art was great. Mm, I Andy knew it. Hubert I knew is a delight. You know he does that thing with hands where, like, if a hand is like this, he'll put two fingers together or three, and it's like really weird. But I, I let it slide. Great.
2: Now I'm, that's all I'm going to see now. His
0: writing, however, it is exceptional. Is very bizarre in this issue where I, I could have if you told me this comic book was from the 90s. I wouldn't have thought any anything else. The dialogue say that? and the phrases that Damien says in this book is so strange and stuck in an era that is long past. Where he's just using like buzzwords and catchphrases that haven't been used in at least mm. a decade. And even Batman is speaking in a very strange manner. Where it's in like the Silver Age era of comics. I don't even know what era that is, but it's an era that it doesn't exist anymore where batman is always talking in exclamation points and he's like telling damien to like you know chin up you know this is a crime scene you have to be on on your you know on edge stay on edge anything can happen it was like what is going on why is he talking so weird where like to the point where i think it's part it it has to either be part of the story or andy just needs to maybe write some more i don't know Took me out of the book totally. Here's what I'm thinking: doesn't
2: does, it, does his, is his death ever referenced at all?
0: Uh, no. There's
1: isn't there a throwaway line where it says a throwaway line to the son
0: But that's the submarine scene that was from the original storyline that he had. Yeah, you're right. All
2: right. So here's you're what I'm processing: maybe I can give it a benefit of the doubt because you know maybe this has been in the can for months to years. You know what I mean? Maybe like. You know uh, the old Zeb Wells Joe Mad uh, Savage Wolverine arc that was probably Avenging Spider-Man's second volume second arc. Um, this is what I'm thinking right now. Only because you know they probably had this good story with art and it was uh, it was you know too good to to let it go to waste and then Damien go ahead and get offed. So, like I,
0: I I don't his writing of. Damien is just very strange like I don't remember ever Damien ever exclaiming holy crap in an issue <laughs> yeah or he, he uh, doesn't
1: have Damien qu- Damien's quite tone of voice right like his character like, voice you know what I mean Batman so he makes they discover this
0: group of dead people and, mm. and Batman says anything like and they're investigating and Batman asks anything and Damien says, nothing, just a bunch of dead people. So Batman says, they were flesh and blood, Robin. People with lives and souls. Like Thomas We need to Martha. capture the monsters responsible. Stay sharp. <laughs> and then he's like, aye, aye, Captain. Focus on the mission, young man. This is no time to start playing games. Like Batman it's, doesn't talk like that anymore. It's like what... It's like from Mary Poppins.
2: Either Mary Poppins would say it at the beginning of the movie, or somebody in the cartoon world... The lion would say it to the kids, or maybe the two on top of the old house where they fire the cannon at uh, 4 p.m.
0: But How- I'm guessing I have a, I don't. I think it's. I think that it could be something related to the story that won't be revealed until five. Where like this is some kind of weird alternate universe where X or Y. I don't know. We'll see.
1: How long has Damien been dead?
0: Months? Eight months? It's Con- been that long? Time, maybe. Classic. No, maybe
1: four months. Do you think this could be where they bring him back? No. And maybe this is like a weird way he's coming back because the end it suggests that it's pretty trippy. Guys, um, we're running out of time. Oh my God, we are. We're running out of time
0: right now. Jonesy we well need to get into the lightning round. Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. Two sentences or less. Hashtag book jug. Uh, mm. Another book that you read myself. All right, I'll go through my list here. Uh, I read The Fox, but I can't talk about that now. Sorry. The Double Life of Miranda Turner from Monkey Brain. Uh, George Combades on art is someone I would support readily at 99 cents a week, let alone 99 cents a month.
1: Wow. <sighs> Holy smokes.
2: <clears throat> Coffin Hill number one.
1: Stay sharp.
0: <laughs> Spit Spot.
2: <laughs> a goth girl and her goth friends unleash an evil in a Massachusetts town 10 years previous. Goth girl becomes a police officer, gets shot. And put out a commission. She returns to that sleepy little town. Whatever evil was unleashed was not put back in the bottle. She must fight this evil and not be as gothy. Because what year is this?
1: X Men Battle of the Atom two. Glad we took all this time, energy, and character models and goofy time travelness to really just have the story be about one X person switching sides. Are you kidding me? A little, uh Fireside. Oh Comments.
2: It's <laughs> five five pages away from ending issue nine before I got to that.
0: Classic Jonesy spoilers. When you least expect it. I didn't Sorry, name I couldn't the stop X-Man him in time, Dale. Did he, he didn't say spoilers and I couldn't jump in. I know. in time.
2: And it's the lightning round. We, we're not supposed to
0: talk anyway, I guess. Oh, uh, God. <sighs> yeah. 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 Court of the Owls by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. New 52. Batman is young. Sexy. He's uh, he's looking great, let's be honest here. Dynamite team, creative team, perfect chance to jump in. Jonesy loves beer.
1: What's what's happening here? Well, folks, they don't call him the maestro for nothing. <laughs> Scott Snyder weaves a wonderful tale of the Bat family. Uh, you know, Bruce, Dick, Tim, and Damien. They are a unit, they fight crime, and they are bad A's. Some new characters come to Gotham City, uh, most notably a mayoral candidate, Lincoln Marsh, and he strikes up a friendship with uh, young Bruce Wayne. And at the same time, in the other Bat titles, and specifically in this one, a assassin, an assassin, not a assassin, that's not good grammar, but an assassin, uh, the Talon, is coming after people and he is also coming after bruce wayne after an almost successful attempt on bruce's life um batman is still not convinced that the talon is the representative of the mythical court of owls who are a long-reaching crime syndicate from the uh, depths of gotham city because as a boy, he investigated the Court of Owls and find them to be non-existent. <clears throat> so the first story is Bruce coming to grips with the fact that the Court of Owls exists, getting uh, overcoming great physical challenges as the talent is superbly trained, almost as equal, and then finding out who in the Bat family he can trust. The Court of Owls... Featuring one of the most, the greatest single issues of Batman caught in a labyrinth I've ever read. <laughs> uh, coming to bookstands near you and a DC trade on Comicsology. Uh of the Owls. That's why they call him the Maestro, folks. Uh, what did you guys think?
2: <clears throat> so let me want
0: You want to chime in? Uh, yeah, I could. I your trying to. Try, yeah. It's a lot to process. I, I remember I read, I read this when it first came out and it was like rarely a book that I froth at until it is released and this one and it continued with the second volume and then the Joker stuff but I actually didn't realize that this the Owl storyline didn't wrap up at the end of this trade I guess it goes on for a whole other volume where he where Batman turns the tables mm-hmm. and starts to take over which sure. I totally forgot and then like when this trade ended, I couldn't swipe past <laughs> anymore. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Forgot there's a whole other thing. Um but this is the, the I think the first Snyder stuff that I read was that uh Black Glove or the Black Mirror trade where he did with Jock and Franca Ville and which was like amazing. So this is like where I first started to see the Snyder quirks that maybe started to bog me down on the second read where um everything kind of has a story behind it every character has a story like not a metaphor they just have actually a story to tell you to get to a point mm-hmm. of something um even Lincoln March has like a few stories that I know nowhere to tell um but I thought it was I, I loved it I think it's a great trade it's great Batman you know he thinks he knows everything. He thinks he's hot ass about Gotham city and then his world is literally turned upside down. And he doesn't know jack squat about the city. Um, the owl stuff was, I think, um, I think a lot of people were apprehensive at the time because they're essentially revealing a big history about Gotham's underworld and underpinnings that have never been talked about before, where there's a secret society behind a lot of Gotham city and even the Wayne's which you don't even really see until the second volume of this story mm-hmm. where yeah. the Waynes are so entrenched in the owls and even Alfred's father too, which I was hoping that I got to that second half in this trade because I remember Alfred revealing more about the owls than he did in the beginning of this story where he like reveals that, well, it turns out that my dad was kind of... You know, something happened to my dad with the owls, and maybe something happened with your parents too. But he didn't let on to that at all in this trade. But I can't really speak to that because I haven't reread the second volume.
2: Yeah, I remember being—I remember both of us being completely furious at something like that happening. And I thought—I honestly thought we were going to stumble across it in this arc when he was locked himself in that room in that mansion trying to uncover the secret of the owls when he got locked in there, and he, he was in there for a week before Alfred found him. But as it turns out, it was just him trying to prove the owls exist, and he couldn't prove it. But so I can't, I can't again, like I can't speak to that fact, and I can't be furious about it because that wasn't contained in this arc. But like you, I, I remember... I was waiting for something else to happen because I I just remember the owls being like a year long story or twelve issues mm-hmm. worth and and you're like the this court
0: of the owls ends here, um, and then it becomes I think like night of the owls or city of the owls because this is when the crossover the yeah, this is when the crossover started yeah so like from volume one it it seeped into the other bat titles,
2: um, but. Um, you just spoke about how you know everybody's got a story and stuff like that slim I, I felt the same way but I, I also put myself in the shoes of you know these were the first seven issues of the new 52 Batman and you know I like uh, a lot of people were kind of down on the fact that well you know everybody gets to start over but Batman doesn't get like to start. Basically, from from ground zero or start from nothing, you know, at issue one, and I think it was because maybe a decision was made that everybody knows who Batman is in one form or another. Every and people who don't don't read comics kind of know who Batman is. So I think the amount of um the amount of back matter given to you through through dialogue and through inner monologue through the seven issues was like a great way of making a a, possibly a new Batman reader feel like they're just in on the ground floor as well.
1: And go ahead. I thought there was some kind of controversy with Morrison where he had laid so much groundwork for like the last couple of years when introducing Damien and he had such a final, um, thought with ending his bat legacy that uh didio just didn't want to mess with it so we got mm-hmm. you know to RIP mark would we'll always call it the remix because it wasn't you know a true yeah. reboot or yeah anything. exactly
2: which is okay i mean i i underst- i still kind of understand that fact but you know maybe folks don't understand who damian robin is and, and whatnot but the surf the first seven issues don't really address that they nightwing is in it a bit. And Batman's still a jerk to Nightwing. Punches him in the uh, face at one point. Yeah.
1: But. I was just going to say how great is it when he like strong hands him to the face just to get a look at his tooth.
2: Yeah. Like uh, I mean Dick Dick could say look you could have told me you could maybe needle antiseptic it up. Yank it out with some pliers. Tell me about it before you punch me in my face. <laughs> you know, Backhand me about it. Mm-hmm. But it's I think and one of the letters i know in fact one of the letters will speak to it i re- reading this made me miss read batman monthly because i i stopped reading maybe around you know midway through death of the family and i at that point i forget what got me so frustrated reading batman but i remember i was like taxed and i felt frustrated reading batman but going back to this it felt like bat I, like i loved batman again reading the first volume because you know there's the action there's the detective work and you know i i'm curious to find the people or maybe it's just because i don't read enough batman at all but i think you know he he does enough detective work and and all the issues and at least in this one he he seems to like devote enough time to detective work you know i yeah. think the uh I think it's addressed perfectly and I don't know. I just really loved, I loved the portrayal he felt and you know, Gotham city is not his city and the court of the owls. I, you know, I'm curious. I, and I, I'm curious to see if it's addressed in volume two or if it's ever addressed, but why now? And maybe it's be, and you could probably ask that about every storyline ever in a comic, like when conflict comes up, but why are the owls so peed off now?
0: Right, like they've just been content with being hidden right. entirely for hundreds of years, and now they're coming out.
2: Yeah, and let, they're, they let, they've let Gotham go to crap this long. Like, are and they even, satisfied with Gotham being crap, and Bruce Wayne wants to reform the mass transit and build some buildings, and they're peed off about that? Like, I don't get...
0: Right, and even then, so, like, he discovers that all of Alan Wayne's funded buildings have the 13th floor blocked off and that's where the owls have been hidden like for hundreds of years but like what have they been doing for hundreds right. of years they have like this tough guy bodyguard that they all kind of semi-worship but is easily replaced what does he do what does he just like Why do beat he up thugs him? in the alley and comes back and high fives people like hey we got him we got that guy. <laughs> yeah, now like, he's joined our ranks.
2: Is there like crime that he's fighting that Batman never knew about and yeah. you know, and if, or is crime, he
0: creating crime? I still don't even know. If
2: Talon wasn't cleaning up the streets with alongside of Batman, Batman would just be overworked. Like he <laughs> the, the hideouts that the Talon had set up had been lived in. Like there's pictures on the wall, like he has emotion. He's got mm-hmm. weapons like in barrels and things like this. It's and,
0: and... in and barrels. <laughs> he did and have end, like while...
2: rapiers in barrel, like he rapiers did, he yeah. didn't
0: need or use. The the other part, like reading this, occasionally when I read Batman books, I just get like so depressed because Gotham is literally awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. what is Batman even doing with this city that he should just blow it up? There's, he talks about like the seven train lines that lead directly into the city and how each one is governed by a gang like what are you doing take these gangs mm-hmm. out why are you just sitting there with these gangs control all the weapons that are coming in through this tunnel like Gotham there needs to be a point where they just blow up Gotham where I think they didn't they do that with one didn't Rucka or Brubaker write a story where Be- Gotham was like basically no quarantined man's land. out?
2: No man's land. Yeah, that was like yeah. earthquake. Do that again,
0: like it isn't. It is garbage. It is is awful. Batman is doing a terrible job in that city, and he's <laughs> just not making a difference at all.
2: I think you're doing a good job reminding reminding me why I stopped reading Batman Monthly. Because <laughs> you're right. Like you're right. I mean, you can't write a story if you blow up Gotham. Like you can't have a monthly book if you do it, but. Every issue he talks about Gotham streets. Gotham is dark and dirty. Sometimes Gotham is killer croc
0: and oh, cannibals. Yeah, that story. It's
2: just like what?
0: Also, like what? the way the way Capullo draws um, Dick Grayson, or way, the way he then drew him in this for the first time since like that great period where he was Batman, like bummed me out because he was so tiny. Like yeah, there would yeah. there would be no way where he could dress as Batman and kind of come off as Batman because he's like a good three feet shorter now than Batman in this, and also, I I I think I get so into these Batman stories on like a realistic level, but then there comes a point where Batman went missing because he was in this labyrinth, and Damien uh, meets Jim Gordon on the rooftop where the got the bat signal has been has, has busted. And he just strolls up next to Harvey Bullock. He's an eight year old in a Robin costume. Why aren't you putting him in some kind of asylum right. or some kind of foster <laughs> home? Who, in their right mind, would just let this happen? Right. He's strolling up there. He's like, build another one. Build another one, please. please. My
2: dad's out there. Like, Man, it they're... was
0: like he was asking for food, sir. And like It was just so bizarre. Uh, like, I would slap that kid in the face and like, let's go get you some parents right now. Get out of that goofy
1: costume. People are watching live. You can actually rewind a couple of minutes and see where the fourth wall actually breaks under slim's hammer there he's finally had enough yeah i mean there's just we hate volume one court of the Owls. all of a sudden
2: turning. <laughs> on the, worst,
0: the worst part is i loved it yeah exactly I, I mean there's just there just comes a point where you're seeing an eight-year-old in a robin costume damian wayne exists in your city mm-hmm. and he hangs out with bruce wayne he's his son let's do some detective work here. We all know who these people are. <laughs> Bruce Wayne
2: is authorizing uh, such Millions to, go on. to
1: Yeah, wow. Oh, and I did it take us so many years to see it. Yeah,
2: other than that, I mean, it's a fine, like, it's really good, and I think anybody who hasn't read a Batman, you know, especially New 52, should give it a shot, but that cliffhanger, and, and for folks, and for, for people who might not know, like, that cliffhanger just means it's like the first half of this long, long story. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's yeah, what actually... I was starting to get taxed on, too. Like, it just lasted forever.
1: Uh, you know, kind of on the same um, wavelength, although you kind of spin it at 180, is, you know, Snyder did a great Detective Comics run right before he took over the main bad title. And I think a lot of his detective skill was carried over here because as much as this is a I think ultimately a 24 issue just long like drug out story arc and the one that's not even really concluded you know there's a Talon um ongoing series that kind of you know forked in the road out of this so but he still maintains that everyday nature that detective comics has like the one where you can read like detective comics has always been for me i can read a three issue batman series that doesn't really take place in any continuity or any specific time or or you know in any specific arc and it's like a glimpse in the daily life of batman in one of his cases that we just never get to see and that's what detective comics you know i always thought that that was the best way to do the title so Scott Snyder still manages for me to carry over that vibe that as long as this is, and this is the title to do the main character arcs and like the big splashes where somebody dies and whatever, I get it and I and I understand the title, but Snyder just makes it Detective Con, he just makes it his own, which is why I think he's got such a talent, Yeah, is that he can con- convey all of that and not come out and tell you about it. Like, he doesn't need to beat you over the head and say, you know, this is my subtle style. It's like, it's very, you don't realize you're, you're, you're reading Detective Comics, but you're reading the, you know, the flagship title. He does a lot. I think what bums me out during, while I
0: read it monthly, but he does things in stories and won't mention them for, like, another issue and a half. Or he'll leave you with something, and then it doesn't come up until halfway through the next issue. Like, when that first issue came out, I thought the storyline was going to be Dick Grayson murderer. Like there yeah, was no man. inclination that it was like court of the owls at the time. <laughs> Cause the first issue That's ends right. where you think Dick Grayson murdered this guy. And then issue two, they don't even address that until three quarters into the issue. And it's, and he's, it's just like an offhand comment. It's like, yeah, just, Oh, this is the guy I'm, so, I supposedly murdered. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you yeah. left the cliffhanger first issue. Like they yeah. were going to go arrest Dick Grayson. Yeah, and now exactly. it's just kind of like this nothing line. And that was one thing that I just always stuck out at me. But some of the stuff with um, Bruce, where he he's on a quest after his parents were murdered, to he thinks it's like a big picture thing, and it, it happened for a reason, and it wasn't just some one off thing. So he goes and finds where the owl, uh, the court of the owls would hang out, kind of like a Hellfire Club scenario, and locks himself in there. I how on earth did Alfred find out where he was? I don't remember yeah, that being retold because yeah, he fi- he get essentially gets himself into an attic in one of these hangouts, and then the door shuts on him, and he's in there for a week before right. and is comatose before and Alfred survives. finds him. Like and if and it were in me, four head, days like, I die. Yeah, I mean. Let's go, Alfred. What did he do? Find his notes and then piece this thing together himself? He's like, oh, he must have gone into this attic in this club. Yeah, and that's where he is. Yeah, exactly.
2: And he took. It looked like he took a lot of his notes with him. He had a little, his little yeah. Encyclopedia Brown notebook, it's carrying it around. around.
0: There, there's like a few things too that bugged me, and I know I'm. It made it sound like I hated this, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but the rereading it, I think I start to pick it apart. It's the same thing I did with um, the Dark Knight movie every time i see it it just annoys me even more even though i love it yeah um alfred uh so he tells dick this story and he's like i learned an important lesson about this never let your emotions guide you on a case and then right after that he says but i've looked them up since then and found nothing
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: <laughs> like what, what are you talking you just said don't, never let your emotions guide you you should have just dropped it then immediately after that he's like right i've I've continued to look them up, and I can't find anything right, and, and even dick is like well how how hard have you looked <laughs> and he's like harder than the harder than the evidence suggests I should have <laughs> right. looked like he didn't learn anything. <laughs> this guy is an idiot,
2: and all of a sudden they want to be so if that's the case, then the the owls were doing such a great job of covering their A's all of a sudden they need to be they need Batman to know about them so they can kill him for the old woman in the owl wheelchair for her enjoyment. They're just going to kill him. All of all this time, now they want to kill him?
0: Yeah, he's been running Gotham presumably by this point for 5 years uh in the New 52 and now is the time where they're like, "Okay,
1: we've had enough."
0: Let's yeah, get him. exactly. You guys have just years. your
1: foot is on the gas it's of been five Slayer hate and it's pressed all the way down to the floorboards. <laughs> and I was
2: I was doing my own Detective work in issue one. And another one. thing in issue one, when they find the uh, the body, John Doe, in the apartment, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Smell," he's like, "That smells
1: like paint thinner."
2: Just <laughs> like, "Let me hear a cigar there, Harvey."
1: And um, could you just say oh. Harvey over and over again, Harvey?
0: And yeah this this issue, I would I want to decimate this I, the whole thing here.
2: Detective work, detective work. That he he's like, so they find out somebody wrote something on the wall in paint thinner. He lights it on fire, says Bruce Wayne dies tomorrow. All of a sudden, they know that the victim wrote... The, what if the murderer wrote that on the wall?
0: What, if, it was what ent- if Talon wrote Bruce Wayne dies tomorrow? Not even a consideration that <laughs> the dead man did not write this code on his Why would wall in paint it? thinner. Why on earth would that be the foregone conclusion? Not only did he write this days in advance... But he left it, right. knowing exactly when his body would be uncovered, and you would light it on fire. And so, that, Bruce Wayne will die tomorrow. He knew exactly what day you were going to find this. What if nobody found it? You're an idiot. Right. I just, Why wouldn't you leave another <laughs> note?
1: I just had a like a flash in my head of Harvey Bullock at like the local corner store, like picking up his box of cigars, and just a mysterious man going. Smoke a lot of cigars, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That'll exactly. be useful later. <laughs> exactly. There's a Man, this go. this volume was awful, right, guys? Why do we My leave God. this garbage? Like, like, any
0: other detective would have said, "Man, the killer must have left that note." Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, um, maybe this guy knew. Yet, yeah, so maybe
2: the, all the detective work he does is garbage. <laughs> Maybe he just writes it in there because people complain that there's not enough detective work. Maybe he knew he'd get discovered four days later because the soup walks around and collects rent, and then and like bouncing. Know. But they're like bouncing ideas off each other, like they're they're all going with it. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah he must have did it. He must have did in paint thinner, and then stood against the wall and got murdered. I think it
0: was, was like, it, it was this the <laughs> essential. You know how Batman pieced together riddles in the 1960s tv show yeah like literal yeah. <laughs> fly on the wall pulling things out of nowhere like a uh, pizza box uh pizza uh, tomato sauce uh you eat pizza on fridays oh the friday lounge that's where the joker is let's go
1: like that's exactly what this issue was you know it's funny that garbage you say that that there's there's a moment where uh batman and harvey are like standing there and he's like well obviously the victim who is what I can see it an incredible personal trainer would have been obsessive and intelligent yeah. enough to memorize the rent schedule that this guy walks around and know exactly what day that he would be collecting the rent. So obviously a flaming message yeah. would be what you needed here. Like like it is not good detective work. When you think about it, I mean, it's no wonder he couldn't uncover the owls for hundreds of years. Exactly. Or any of those yeah, wings. I mean, you're talking about a dumb little kid. Like he probably didn't. The only went to one attic that was in his own house So it was like, <laughs> "Wait, owls are barn animals, so owls fly to attics, so there could be an owl <laughs> in my attic, so that's where the court of owls is." And they don't. Next make, thing you know, he's asleep. They don't make their own nests.
2: <laughs> they don't make their own nests. They live in other people's nests. But. Maybe, that's not, let's go, let's not go too far with the owl talk, okay? (laughs) Maybe he has a penthouse. Maybe the Talon has some, a a place on the edge of town. Does he have to live on the non-existent 13th floor of all the Wayne buildings? None of the Wayne buildings have 13th floors?
1: Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. does that have to happen?
2: Yeah. I mean... God. There was, I, and, how, such an idiot. and how deep does Gotham city go it's like minecraft you could just duck, <laughs> just keep digging down the 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 court of the owl's hideout is under the the uh the subway stations and the ceilings are like 30 35 foot high at least
1: how and on then Earth he falls down th- further down into And the there's fountain. a whole other city and that yeah. fountain has got to be like 55 feet all right John's like Eagle. there's I, I, I just, my spatial awareness is going off right now. The, I mean, the labyrinth
0: itself, how do you even construct that with that kind of marble? Like, there is no way that construction happened without the knowledge of a whole lot of people in that city. And then even his deduction, too, was insane, where the marble, the different types of marble, like, and then the flammable stuff from the, from the camera, and... I do remember loving though at the time uh the Harper character. Like I loved that he did. he introduced this character as like a total throwaway thing and this is what I mentioned earlier. Harper didn't come back for like another twelve issues, that female that rescued him. She didn't come back until Didn't she after introduce in
1: another title though? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think this was this might have been her first appearance.
1: I don't think so because isn't her- well, maybe it's a backstory where she like rescues her brother or something like that? That was that was her issue that happened 12 issues later. Oh, right. yeah, was that issue
0: so. zero? That might have been the
1: zero issue, yeah.
0: Or whatever one, it was either the zero issue or the one where he's getting electrified on the cover. Whatever issue that oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember that because um, What's Her Face drew half of it.
1: Um, Becky Cloonan. Oh, Becky yeah, Becky
2: Cloonan, yeah. That's right.
1: Look at me knowing um. some obscure artist thing that happened in an issue once.
0: But I did, I mean, I, I, month again, a monthly book, like when Batman got stabbed in the back, and he was kind of like, fine, the next issue, like nothing happened. Um, I mean, mo- reading this monthly was very different than reading it in a trade, like mm-hmm. in an hour and a half on my couch. I um,
2: Yeah, yeah. And speaking, I'm glad, I mean, it's, it's nice that we read it. I don't read, you know, I don't read Batman batman at all anymore so it was nice to get my fix even though i had already read these but same time you know i'm i'm fine with still not picking it up monthly because of it especially during the zero year i mean you know, i don't even know what's happening now
1: can we just get your zero year one more time slim nope. on uh mm-hmm. on tape it's on, on the sad hiatus
2: and one minor thing greg capullo beautiful art i mean he's a beautiful artist he can draw batman like no other I I just think that his Bruce Wayne is almost, like, too beautiful to be a Batman. Like, his face is so angelic and, like, curved. He has these curves to his chin and stuff.
0: He's kind of chunky in those first issues. His face chunk.
2: Yeah, he's got face chunk. He's like, his his chin and his neck is kind of like one thing. (laughs) So, it's just, it's weird. Like, Lincoln March looks more like the Bruce Wayne that I'm used to, but he's he's just Bruce Wayne's a beautiful man and this but this is almost like too cherubic to be like he's not the same guy in the in the Cape and cow he's not
0: but did you you finish the Al storyline though right Dale yes, when it I, came out yes okay. I did yeah we went way long in that book club sorry <sighs> my word We're sorry God,
1: man, it's good thing we only have like heavens. one or two or five letters
0: but I mean uh, for anyone that's curious about reading it it hasn't you should because I'm eagerly I just downloaded volume two and it's not even midnight yet so maybe I'll finish that off before I yeah it's not like maybe we have, have another glass of Verde to, and that slice of pizza
1: yeah don't don't listen to us nerdily deconstruct it and then make you not want to read it it is really good I mean it's it it really good Snyder's Bruce Wayne internal monologue is some of the best stuff out there. Especially like all the scenes where he's falling to his death is really well done. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you.
0: Letters at paperkeg.com Com, you know, for this podcast, you don't have to do any special subject line. But if you want to email BookJug, throw BookJug in that subject line. I can't wait for you guys to announce the next one officially. Soon, next next book club. Soon.
1: Soon. Dear Keggers, I'm glad to see you are still taking time out of your Akira reading to pump out weekly podcasts. I probably have caved under the pressure months ago. Have any of you read this new book, Battling Boy? The first volume was released this month, and I'm cautiously optimistic. It is a printed in, it's printed in a size that is smaller than a standard graphic novel, but larger than usual digest format. I'm going to hold back on highly recommending it until I can see how things play out further. But Paul Pope does a great job of world building amidst action and character development. To Mr. Lovesbeer. Beer. I finally finished Crow Curare and I wasn't disappointed by the last issue. Is it a, it it is a new take on the Crow franchise, but would definitely read better as a complete graphic novel. I agree. Mr Slim. Are you keeping up on Robocop last stand? The art of the first two issues was so inconsistent panel to panel, I had to check afterwards to make sure it wasn't inked by multiple people. <coughs> I just read the third issue this week, and even though the art is now up to par, I felt the pacing of the issue was off. I guess you have to pick one or the other when you're reading a book from Boom. <laughs> if it wasn't three issues deep with the next three already pre-ordered and paid, I'd probably drop it. Now I'm on the hook to at least how, see how it pans at. Mr. Underscore A. I picked up a copy of B. Vixens from Mars off the shelf at a comic store that isn't the comic book shop in <laughs> Delaware, <laughs> our show sponsor. The Frangavia cover drew me in. They had the book Polybag, so I guess there was some adult content. I knew I had heard something about this book before, but I couldn't place it, so I picked it up. A few days ago, I realized that you reviewed it, and I had succumbed to, to your subconscious <laughs> suggestion. It was good enough that I'm curious to see what the other Grindhouse books they come out with, but are not good enough that I buy any more of issues of B Vixens for cover price. Drink at Jim Lind for Pope.
2: Uh, totally agree the B Vixens uh, the Grindhouse I'd, I'd check out like, like you said I'd check out uh, Mike Troubles Mike Troubles <laughs> my mic stand just collapsed on me uh, yeah I'd check out more Grindhouse books but the B Vixens meh was it a three ninety nine book oh my god shut it down so Slim were you checking out the uh, Robocop book
0: nope stopped after uh, issue one too inconsistent I don't know what was going on in issue two but uh, it wasn't for me So I unfortunately had to retire from that title. Good heavens. You know what I did do, though, today was go to my local comic shop, and I reserved black signs. Whoa, you're buying it in print for real. I'm going to get as many print copies as I can get my hands on, trying to track down variants before they get into stratospheric prices. I already bought the DCBS variant cover. Oh god, it's gonna be it's
2: gonna be great. Can I ask what your uh, local comic shop is now?
0: It's actually called, I believe, the Comic Book Store in Bloomfield, New Jersey. That's cool. It's a nice little shop. They don't have any like really back issues, and every comic book in the store, single issue, is polybagged. Whoa,
2: that's it. it blew right, my there. mind
0: that wins. I love that. Cool, big deal. All
2: right, next up is uh, by our friend. Uh, Dave Finn at Red Lantern on the Twitter. You might remember him from the book jug jug level letter we we read from him last week. (laughs) Hey guys, no mega epic quick note from me this time. Just interested to hear your thoughts on the Battle of the Atom conclusion. I enjoyed the series as a whole and I did like large elements of the final (laughs) issue, specifically the Zorn Jean Grey fight reel. But was it just me, or did it just fizzle into an ending of everybody sort of just talking at each other? I don't think I'm a very big, good big-event reader at times. I loathe that typical anticlimactic fizzle which it seemed this event had in spades. For all the supposedly big losses, I wasn't sure who was lost or why it mattered. And he goes into some uh, spoilers I probably won't read on air about the finale of Battle for the Atom. We'll leave that to Jonesy's... Uh, uh, you know, mid-show.
0: <laughs> but, I, yeah. I absolutely agree. I, that crossover started like a house of fire. It was executioner's song on meth, amphetamines, and cocaine for me. I loved it. I ate it up. But it absolutely crawled over the finish line. I don't know what happened. It just. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what 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 happened, but it just didn't didn't do it for me. That's wild because I
2: I mean I just nearly finished issue nine before I had to uh, um, come record, but I I was enjoying it e- up until then. But now I think about it. I just, I mean, I really just enjoy Bendis dialogue and the way he can write everybody mm-hmm. having it their own personality. Iceman is just a riot. I love the way he writes Iceman, etc.
0: The acid rubic art, I, like his stuff on Thor is mind bending, mm. but I just didn't feel like his art in the final issue was a good
1: fit. I agree. Compared to that. the
0: rest of the books.
2: God, Bonesy.
1: Okay, sup fellas. I haven't had time to read too much lately, but what I have was pretty darn good. I. e. Thor and Deadpool have totally killed it the last few issues. Aaron talk and uh, my, talk Dugan, my, babe. Aaron and Dugan and Poisane mm. deserve all the awards for their work this year. And while I appreciate the compliment, Dale I haven't got a clue what the H is going on in Infinity. At least it's better than Age of Bortron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (coughs) How about that Days of Future Past trailer? Clean up on everything, am I right? (laughs) Looks so good. Until next time, (laughs) true believers, Dragonfro. Great letter, as always, uh, Dragonfro. He's the king. He's the king. How about that last line? Uh, Dale, did you watch this trailer, or did you 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 saddle up that high horse and decide not to watch it, or...? What, what do you want me to can say? I, can I, can't, I, can can I, can I, I say a I line say. from it? Or? You can say a
2: line. Yeah, I can, you can say a line.
1: Uh, well, at the end, when uh, Patrick Stewart is spoilers. like, "Spoilers, spoilers." We need you to hope again. Uh, I got my heart in my teeth there. I wanted to cry a little bit. Yeah, you know, like a, the high wine cry, like. Eh. <laughs> one of the best, one of the absolute best trailers
0: I've ever seen for the X Men. Probably better than any of them. Man, the
1: singer can cut the trailer.
0: Am I right? We'll see if it holds up in theaters. Agreed.
2: When I will be seeing the trailer for the first time. When it happens what, in the movie.
1: Uh, what geez. was the? What was
0: other Dragonfro comments? Something about another crossover? Um, uh, I don't know
2: what I complimented on, but he said, I haven't got a clue what the age is going on in Infinity.
0: Oh, Infinity.
2: And he called it Age of Bortron. He called it. <laughs> Which is pro- I think I remember to be true. <clears throat> hey guys, it's been a while since I rode in But man, does Court of the Owls get me to thinking. It's hard to believe just how excited I was month to month, waiting anxiously to read Snyder's next move as his story of the Talons and the Reign of Terror took place across Gotham City. I might even say that Court, Night of the Owls, is the best thing to come out of the new 52 relaunch to date. Anxious to hear your thoughts, and of course I am referring to Slim and Dale, since Jonesy made his love for the maestro incredibly clear way back when he came onto AC with us. Question, what would you pick as your favorite book arc issue from the New 52 so far?
1: Lots I'd of agree. love, guys. Paul. I'd agree, Batman.
2: Yeah, I was. this is what I was referring to when I, I spoke of you know loving this and then
0: remembering that I stopped loving Batman later on. I will say that Morrison had some, even though Action Comics on the whole was just too wacky for me, there was a few one-off issues and backups. Um, by sholly fish and chris sprouse that were untouchable like that that issue where the black superman president was amazing and then the issues where clark had a second chance to talk to his parents one last time which he didn't have or his dad like unbelievable made me like start tearing up amazing I, i can't remember what issue that is but i'll put it in the uh put it in the notes well, the storyline, like, the backup was something happened with, and so he was (laughs) transferred through time, and he transferred to a point where Clark, I think, was going to his prom and was talking to Pa Kent, and he flipped so that he, in costume, was then on the deck talking to Pa, and this was, he only had, like, a few minutes, but he was able to have a talk with Pa. That's great. Um... Wow, and I there was one line. I'm super paraphrasing it, but he was about to tell. He's like, "Pa, I want to tell you about my life. I want to tell you about everything." And Pa's like, "No, no, no! Don't tell me anything." Are you helping people and happy? And Clark's like, "Yes." He's like, "Then that's all I need to know." And it was like one of the greatest. A little bit right there. (laughs) It was one of the greatest conversations. It could have been either helping people or happy. And it was like it. I was like, "What a perfect moment between a father and son!" And
1: oh my god, I would. I just want to go hug that comic book right now. I, <laughs> uh, you know, some, you know, I know we do have another letter here, but some of the best Superman moments are father-son moments. What? What did I whisper?
2: Do we have another letter? I think that. No, I, I think that was it. Yeah, okay. we do we have another? Um, yeah, the as far as New Fifty Two book, I I would probably say this. I guess or that Superman Wonder Woman issue 1 am I right? Cuz mm. I I've I've um I've stopped reading reading DC probably with death of the family. I, I was probably the last DC book I was picking up, so I can't I can't speak to it anymore. I'm sorry.
0: I think it was Action Comics 14. I had to google it. He did not hear a word you just said. He was on the
1: Google machine. <laughs>
0: I was on the... I was was PMing my server. You're pinging (laughs) it. Pinging it, I was pinging it. What's PMing
1: it? Is that something new that I need to Uh, learn? I don't think I want to tell you. (laughs) I'm going to keep it to myself. (laughs) Oof, man. Listen, don't you try to shut down this. Shots one fired. Column. What, is what, do what is going on with you?
0: What is going on with you on Twitter and these memes? Are you making these memes? Or are you finding <laughs> memes that are so connected to the one you want to send <laughs> that it's just already made? I need to know the answer to I'll this just right
1: now. let you figure it out. Let's just say I found out how to make my own I'm memes. Gonna, maybe. I'm
0: going to say that you discovered the I'm feeling lucky button in Google, and that the first <laughs> result, you just cut and paste right into that thing.
1: Uh,
2: I think it's uh I think the website's run on sentence memes dot com, paragraph size memes dot com.
0: I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but next week we'll all be in the same room. Oh my God, I'm excited! Drinking caramel vodka apple cider and talking about Akira.
1: I cannot wait. this is real it's It's i can't believe next week is it it's real how about this episode i that batman talk i thought was flippant and enjoyable uh we'll see everybody next week some rebuttals for my dislike of Battle of the atom or do we not um, want to talk about it because they actually is, no
0: I think I I think I got some of that out during the uh,
1: David during the letter draw.
0: segment yeah I think I
1: said my... our points. new segment David Finn communicating with David Finn new segment of the show <laughs> his letters are so long it's gonna get his own second <coughs> announcing the Finn jug podcast yeah we get podcast letter uh, that was good, Fin jug. I'm pretty happy with that. Mm.
0: Mm. What else? Um what other books
1: do we talk about? Uh we went pretty in depth on Damien and then what do you guys have for your uh lightning round? Anything I read?
2: Coffin Hill by Vertigo. Nobody read I'm it. I didn't
1: read it. Did not read it. I can't believe you read it. Can't believe you had time to read it. You picked Coffin Hill. <laughs> you never you'd never have time to read.
2: I may have went into. I mean, the, I'm uh, right behind you, but I may have went to the uh, Dale Caves for that one. The Dale. Kives. I read it. <laughs> I read it uh, two, uh last week. I think. I was the on a train last week. I was on a reading comics train. It was that. It was the week where we did like a Monday and Tuesday recording in paper keg, and then we didn't ha- record again for like 13 days. So oh, I yeah, just have like, that. I, I just read an s load of comics, and then I was like, yeah, I, was it was I won't a remember.
1: Podcast it. vacation. It was. It really was. was. You get all big shot, and then you don't read your book club two days before. (laughs) I'm I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. That's good, babe. It does feel good, babe. (laughs) This is a great episode. I love these episodes where it's kind of like hanging loose and really getting into a book club and just taking Mm -hmm. it places. I love those episodes. Yeah. I really trashed that volume,
0: but I enjoyed it. You know? it was, yeah, same it, here. It was I, almost I, I like watching
1: it. a car wreck happen in slow motion, and you were like, it "Turns out he was drunk the whole time."
0: I apologize, to everyone involved. You know, but uh you know what I'm doing is I'm trying to find that issue of Action Comics so I can read that quote. You haven't,
2: you haven't oh. rested since.
0: I haven't. Oh. It's been on my mind. It's your it's blah, your blah, version blah, of blah, Dale. Blah blah blah.
2: <laughs> it's your version of this episode's Assassin's Creed 4
0: <laughs> Jonesy's been playing off and on. Yeah, how are the reviews? Were pretty porous for that. For that, oh, as yeah, well as um, uh, the new Arkham. Add
1: ad custom on the Twitter, of course. had to get in my craw about oh. liking Assassins? Is Creed. he
0: the new Jim Lind? You haven't oh, been talking hey, about Jim Lind. Hey guys, Lynn
1: in a while. Uh, this game that you enjoyed and oh, get great reviews. Out. You know, needed your stomach with Chipotle, buddy. Oh my! Oh, I'm only kidding. I love that guy. That so, rascal. how was the
0: game? Are you gonna? finally talk about it, or you just still want to make fun of andrew <laughs> oh
1: sorry oh no it's uh it's good it you know i thought assassin's creed 3 fixed a lot of problems that people had with the first handful of games so i think there's like a vocal minority of people that are expecting to just get you know oed by this game uh every time that it comes out and you know it is a work in progress and i think it's very good it's beautiful the uh the seafaring parts have been totally fixed since the last game and I actually find it enjoyable, so I like it. I give it two thumbs up. Cool. Rock is cool. that is that enough time to kill for you to get that quote, or do you want to want me to keep going on? <sighs> keep going, please. Like, <laughs> what other games are you playing, Jonesy? Let's talk about it. Uh, I
0: yeah. got NHL uh, fourteen the other day.
1: How do you like that? Oh God. Now are you one of the people that does career mode and names your own guy and plays for like, you know, fifteen weeks straight and then never comes out of the jacket again. I'm not gonna, not gonna tell you. I'm gonna keep it to
0: myself. <laughs> maybe I made a character by the name of Matt Kowalski. Wow. Maybe he was drafted by the Flyers. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe he had three points in his first game. And maybe
1: no. he goes out for drinks with Scott Hartnell uh, <laughs> at the end of every home game. Maybe, right. maybe this Capital is all Grill. The
2: truth. Capitol Grill, Broad Street. It's it's fine.
0: When the the big question everyone's asking, when is the next episode of Book Jug posting? Oh my god. I, it, books take time to read. Have you finished uh, is it gonna be twenty the next two and twenty two thousand one? No is that what? is that
2: a rumor? It is, yeah. We'll, we will it be, is okay. Uh
0: we'll be recording
2: episode two shortly and that will be Oh yeah. That will be twenty sixty one Odyssey three. And then, sometime after that, Odyssey uh, Three Thousand One, the final Odyssey, will post. So the first three episodes of BookJug will be the Odyssey series. But then after that, whew, the world is our oyster.
1: Yeah, we have it, some. It really um, is. We've been trading some titles in the old Audible. You know, just things we've, I've wanted to, you know, Dale will check out, and he's wanted me to check out that we'll finally get the opportunity to like read and give our honest thoughts about so that's pretty exciting to me because like there's a bunch of books that i've loved that are obscure like fantasy novels and nobody ever wants to read them but then i have a show i can make people read them i'm pretty excited about that.
0: <laughs> I can force people to do whatever i want <laughs> yeah. now that i have a show
1: <laughs> i'm like the new slim just call me mini slim
2: for those of you watching the youtube you see the shiny spot behind jonesy's head that keeps changing from shiny to not shiny that's assassin's creed 4 (laughs) being played as he talks not true
1: (laughs) well totally true but we're in the fire look at him he is not his
0: eyes have not (laughs) stopped staring at the tv that is on the opposite side of his laptop look at
1: him he doesn't even even, even hear what i said he doesn't care about (laughs) book jug you know i care you know he's gonna get kicked off the show after one episode (laughs) Listen, we just don't think it's working It's going to be out. Jim
0: Lind. It's going to be <laughs> Jim Lind and Dale Underscore don't, don't troll me. Right.
1: Don't troll me so hard right now. Don't troll me so hard right now. So hard. All
0: right, I think I have the
1: issue here. I see
0: Ms. because L- yeah, we're in an
2: hour and 20 minutes right now.
0: Ah, cripes. we have uh, to save that for... Uh, it's all
1: worth it, though.
0: Uh, let's see. So he's in costume. He's on Pa Kent's deck. Uh, so he's like, I'm just so excited to see you after so long. So long this isn't a prank, is it? It's a long story. Let's just say that something's going to happen years from now, something that will mix the past and present together for a while. So you're saying I'm from the past and you are from my present, your future. But don't worry about that. I've got so much to tell you about my about tell you and Ma about, my life, my friends, my job. Hold on, slow down. Just tell me two things. Are you happy? Yes. Are you helping people? As much as I can. Then that's all I need to know. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: That's it. And, uh, Those
0: two. My God. Actually, like comic
1: 17. The, you know, yeah. you, I know you hated Smallville, but those moments Garbage. between, uh, Bo Duke. <laughs> Bo Duke and Clark Kent, like the real father in some moments. Like, the. I think there was a season finale where Clark's, like, gonna die, of course. And Bo Duke goes to Jarrell, and he's like, I gotta help Clark and uh so Jarrell's like, Well, listen, Bo, I'll give you temporary superpowers, but the consequent consequence is that you'll have a heart condition. Like it it's gonna what? F you up big time. And Bo Duke is like, Not even a choice. I'll take him right now. I gotta go. And, you know, pulls at the heartstrings. David Goyer stars as the, right, as the head writer. Akira, Akira, Next. Are you guys ready? No, oh, we no. might have to take all day tomorrow just reading, or all day Saturday rather just reading Akira. That be my, that might be my day.
2: My God, that's the dream. How how, how, how do
0: you get? Well, that your wife day? goes out of town every other day. You just stroll around in your PJs at
1: home. <laughs> it's doing risky God knows business what. all the time, twenty four seven button up shirts don't get skivvies, more reading done
2: flannel pants uh, abound God. flannel onesie
1: <laughs> oh man footies, i wish with and and pads. And a butt flap i'd be all over that